Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. It's better to be prepared prepared. for an opportunity opportunity. and not have one one. than to have an opportunity opportunity. and not be prepared. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. You're not paying attention. No, 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 no. Pay attention. Every adult in your family should have a current will. Who's going to take care of your children if something happens to you? Are you going to just let the courts decide their welfare? If you become ill, who's going to stand over your bed making decisions regarding your health care? If you pass away, who's going to handle your business? Visit www.howtogetawill.com to learn more. Handle your business now. None of this will be a worry for you tomorrow. Visit www.howtogetawill.com and handle your business. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network. All black. All news. All you. We're changing the way Chicago communicates with the world. CBBN Business Journals, weekdays at 11 a.m. CST. To listen now, visit Chicago's Black Business Radio Network.com. Sonia Cassandra Perdue, Executive Producer. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you. This is 400 Plus. I'm Mark Sims. My guest is Cyron Smith. Cyron Smith is the founder of the National Black Club University. How are you, Cyron Smith? Well, you know, Mark, it's always an honor, a pleasure, man, to jump on with you and give an update we've been rocking with for the last almost 20 years. <laughs> well, for those who don't know, what is the National Black Club University? Well, I love to describe it as a anti-violence structure and system. Uh, anti-violence structure as well as system, because they are different. But that's what we are. We're based out of uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, well, here's a question I love asking, and I've asked you before. Have you given up on your people, the so-called African Americans? Have you have you have you had enough and say, I'm through with Negroes. I ain't helping them no more. Never, man. I'm too excited about where we're headed as a people, so I would definitely never give up. I mean, we got too much moving in our favor to give up right now. I, I mean, I'm give, maybe because I'm a few years older than Cyrus Smith. I'm, I'm, always, I'm always done with Negroes because, I mean, back in the day we were segregated. We had to live amongst each other. Those days been been gone. And what it means to be a Negro, a colored African American means different things to different people. And most of us are pretty happy. We don't live in a crime-ridden neighborhood. We don't, most of us don't live in a hood. We live in a suburb. We're happy. We live in a nice neighborhood. So most of us Negroes are happy. What do you think, Cyrus Smith? Well, well, I think it. So it, I would say this: you have seven continents, and you got us, the United States, that sits inside the North American continent, who is feeling um, as if this is the worst the nation has been. And I personally believe it, it's the best this nation has been and uh you got white people who feel like uh they losing their power and they control and, and they're quitting the police force they uh feel like uh the hispanic community is taking over then you got the black people who feel like they never got they just do and that others are coming to take over so you got all this trepidation happening in this uh country but to me if we peel back the layers and we really look at it uh, childbirth can be painful I'm not a woman, I can't say, but all indicators point to women have told me it's painful. But what comes out of that pain, Mark, is something beautiful, a bundle of joy that can grow and keep life going for uh, our future generations. 
So I believe we're just in this phase of childbirth right now where the people who were in control is going to lose their control and they're going to have to share. <laughs> and, 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 of course, you know, the unknown makes some people be in fear. So it's a lot of fear on the white side of not being in, you know, control. And so that's what we're dealing with. And on the black side, uh, a lot of black people, like you just said, we have more rich, affluent, financially stable black people than we ever had. And so in that, sometimes they forget where they come from and they want to, you know, go with the so-called success of the European model. And so that's where they feel in their trepidation. But we, we should we should be grateful to be in the boat that we're in right now with the resources we have. So all we have to do now is get in alignment and we got to line up the timing. We got to synchronize and then we're going to see a better society. Well, every generation goes through stuff and everybody goes through stuff in their own personal life. Of course, anybody with any sense understands the United States is the United States of America is a declining empire. It's a country on the decline. We may see in our lifetime the uh, the dollar will not be the reserve currency of the world, okay? So the standard of living in this country has always gone down for many Americans, and it will continue to go down for a lot of Americans. I think people right. just adjust, they just deal with it. So what I'm saying, though, African Americans, we're just not, we're not one people. We're a bunch of different people. So people like, well, I'm an educated Negro. I'm a working class Negro. I'm a ghetto Negro. I'm, a, you know, if we have different Negroes. You would agree with We don't all no, see the world no. the same. No, I want to push back on that. There's only seven continents, Mark, and I always love to go global so we can see how it's tied to local. So when people, at the end of the day, you come from one of these seven continents, <laughs> or six, really, because they know where I come from, Antarctica. So, so we, we're not. Now, the fact is, you got different classes of people. Sure, you're going to always have that, but to say we're different people, no, you're really not. You got some people say they want to call themselves all these other titles, but it's only seven continents, and you come from one of those seven ultimate. So it's really that simple. But at the end of the day, what you're alluding to, what you're saying is we have these different viewpoints. And this is why, you know, I'm a big advocate on people traveling the world, people seeing how other cultures navigate, operate. So when you speak, you're speaking from a broader context versus someone who never left New York City. So all they know is what they've been around. So that's how I view it. And, and again, I'm going to go back to it. We have, in this moment in time, right now, with technology the way it is, with everyone now having a platform to express themselves, so now we just have to figure out how to accept viewpoints without, you know, disagreeing and disconnecting. Like, it's okay if you feel this way. We don't have to, you know, burn the house down. A husband and wife don't have to agree on everything to run the house. You know, we take turns. Who wins the debate? Who wins the argument? Who you get taken and who? takes a back seat and get it next time, you know? But you you would agree that we're 42 million, we've been brainwashed to be 42 million individuals. We think about ourselves, me and mine, my family, yes. and, that, and the rest of you Negroes on your own. So if y'all shooting each other down the street, that's y'all. Yes. If your kids yes. can't go to school and, and be quiet and behave themselves, they end up going to jail, that's your problem. That ain't my yes. problem. That's y'all problem. Yes. The beauty, though, Mark, that's declining. And, and so in Chicago, for those who may listen don't know about Chicago. Chicago been one of the most racially segregated cities in the whole country. All right, Dr. King, when he came up here, said he'd never seen what he'd seen in all his being in the South in Marquette Park in Chicago. So trust me, Chicago is the epicenter from a racially segregated standpoint. And so when you look at the city of Chicago, 
the north side of Chicago typically has been the most stable outside of downtown Chicago. <laughs> Try that now. So what's happened now is you got people who never experienced what they ignored that was happening on the west and south side forever. They've ignored it. And now when you ignore something, it can trickle down or flood to where you are. And that's what we're seeing right now. So while some people say it's getting worse, I won't, I won't jump to that too quickly and say it's getting worse. I lived in a high-rise projects, which is different than low-rise projects. And then the high-rise projects, when you tore them down, what did you expect? Where did you, like, we didn't help. We just tore it down and moved people. So, of course, you're going to spread it out horizontally when you tear down the vertical tall buildings. So, it's not all bad to me. It's, it's part of the childbirth that I spoke about. Well, here's a subject I like to talk about, and uh, I don't listen to, like, I shouldn't say this publicly, I don't listen to WBON radio as well as, I, as, more as, as much as I used to. I know in Philadelphia it's URD, I forgot what the black, little black radio talk show is in Atlanta. Every town has something, right, even for a few hours right. a day. I, I think most black folks don't listen to those talk shows or those stations or even a little podcast like mine. Most of us... We, we, we're most of African Americans, like all Americans, it's for the we're for the bread and circus. Give me my damn cable TV. Let me watch the ball game. Let me watch my shows, and all the drama that goes on, political and social. I don't want to hear about it. Let me talk about this subject. Raising yeah. black boys, okay? I'm in Chicago, and I just, and you can go, you can go to a lot of places, low income neighborhoods like where I live. The problem is black men. Just a few, a small percentage of black boys, teenagers, and men that destabilized community. So how are we going to create something? I know you got something going on with your, you know, Black Club University, but no one wants to focus on that black boy to make sure that black boy does not become a criminal. How come the black leadership, so-called black leadership, does not focus on those few black boys that destabilize a whole neighborhood? Why can we don't do that? They don't do that, right? Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back big picture, then we come down to what you're speaking about. There's profit off of the pain and suffering of black people. Let me say that again. There's profit. There's people who hold life, and they're in second and third generations of making money off of helping black people. So when you have other people, non-black people, making money off helping black people, when you say it's on the black people to stop it, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> because you had white people give their life to help end slavery as we do it. You had the abolitionists. So it's not going to be just blacks to do this. You got to have allies. You have to have people in the other, in the enemy's camp, if you will, who's profiting off of this system so that they can help break this system. So I'm going to go real strategically. When you have rule, you got three Americas, rural America, you got suburban America, and you got urban America. And so when you got them three Americas, there's politicians that come from each of those um, um, geographical areas. And each one of them are fighting for different things. Urban America fought for prisons. In Joliet, they was saying, don't close our prison. How are we going to send our kids to college if you close our prison? <laughs> so that's a rural section saying we need the prison. And then they say, let's get the prisoners from the urban sector. In, in Louisiana, they got the Angola prison down there, the biggest prison in the state. 7,000 black people named after the country, Angola in Africa. And it's just modern day slavery all over again. Eight out of 10 black people, black men in Louisiana are in jail or in the system. And so what I'm saying to you, Mark, your question was helping black boys. I'm saying it's too much profit on keeping black boys where they are right now. So what has to happen is we got to do two things. And I want to keep it simple for people. We are the richest. I mean, we have 
more money than 41 countries in the world. Black people, just black people here in the U.S. We're the largest racial group in all of America, in the United States of America, 46 million. The next largest racial group mark is 43 million. That's the German American. So trust me, we have the numbers. We have the money, more money than we've ever had. The last thing is we got to get in alignment and we got to get synced up, use our timing. We off schedule and we out of alignment. Once we fix those two things, these black boys are going to do well. They're, they're actually, think about what black boys are doing, Mark. They're surviving in an atmosphere where it's so much profit off their demise right now. So while we look at them as failures, no, they're surviving in the midst of so many people making money off them. I call it blame, Mark. Beauty supply stores, liquor stores, apparel stores, nail salon, gas station, corner stores, cell phone shops. All of them non-black owned in black neighborhoods all over America taking money out every second. So it's a lot of profit off of keeping black people where we at right now. Well, let's go after the NAACP and all these other Negro organizations been around forever and people know their history. Maybe do a little, just like a little research, you can learn their history. We got so many black politicians, politicians left and right, preachers everywhere. How come they don't say, okay, let's pick this neighborhood, this small suburb, this town, and we're going to make sure that every boy is going to school, get some type of skill, be become well-behaved, and not become a neighborhood criminal. Why don't they no, do that? You, you can't because of the G20. That's why they can't, because of the G20. The global... Wait, wait, I'm going to tell, tell, tell you why. I'm going to tell you why right now, because you can't say nothing to that black woman. Oh, I'm the single black no, mother. No, I'm telling you, let's, no, let's no. go there. The, the single black woman is the issue. You no, can't tell her nothing. It, it, no, that's a problem. I, no, no doubt about it. That's a problem. But you're going for the low-hanging fruit. And what I'm saying to you, the bigger, like you just said, the NAACP, the Urban League, we got five types of leaders. Those are traditional leaders, which we need tradition. It's good to have tradition. The family get together every year. That's tradition. It has its place. But if we rec- if we think in the tradition is going to save us, Mark, we're out of alignment because of our mis-expectations we place in all traditions. So the question is, how are we structured? How do we have our retirees engage in our young people? Like in every neighborhood, we don't. So you got that 80-year-old carpenter who don't need that $3,000 carpentry bag no more, but it's sitting in the closet. You got this 16-year-old single, you know, single mama raising him can't afford that bag. That's a misalignment on our part that that 80-year-old don't know this 16-year-old and he can give him that damn bag. We've been taught to dislike each other. I'm telling you, I walk in a room, big people would look at me and say, I can't trust that Negro. And I totally understand when they see me physically that they can't trust me because we've been taught to distrust each other and we do have different values. If you have middle class values, bourgeois values, you don't want to have nothing to do with that lower class Negro. You would agree, and, right? And, and with the right leadership, you don't have to. I can throw money at you and help you and never see you, Mark. So, so we got to get out of that notion that we all have to be on the same page. No, we don't. No, we don't never have to be on the same page. We can be in the same book. I'm older than you. So I'm not going to be on the same page as you. I'm all the way at the beginning of the book. <laughs> so why do you want to make me get on the same page? No, we're in the same book. And so we got to stop trying to force everyone to be on the same page. No, we don't. No, I can do things that help you without me having to ever look at you in your face. 
Yeah, but we had these, these little identities. I'm LGBTQ. I'm a Christian. I'm a Muslim. I'm a Hebrew Israelite. I'm sanctified. We have all these little I- ideologies and identities, and this is what we defend. This is why we can't. This, this, this is why we have a, a few Negroes to stabilize our, our neighborhood. No, no, the problem, though, goes back to alignment and, and timing. Because remember, I come from the military. You got the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines. Now you got the Space Force. So each of them believe, just like we're calling out our little cliques, that the military got its cliques. And each one of them think they better than the, the next one. But it's okay. Because there's a strength in you working hard to be the best in your clique. But you got to have certain times where you synchronize. That carpenter may think he's better than the painter. But, Mark, when you pay him to build your porch, you want it built by the carpenter, painted by the painter. So they can't be having a painter and the carpenter arguing on who's best. That's our problem. We arguing over who's best versus sticking up the time. Carpenter, you come first and build it. A week later, painter, you come and paint it. That's what we got to do, Mark, versus fighting over all of the cliques that we have. Let the cliques stay because that's pockets of agreement. Let them pockets agree. But we got to have an overall strategy on how to utilize each pocket to accomplish whatever the mission is. We need the nurses to have they look click. So when we say we need someone to come TCPR, we tap into them. So that's the future of how we're going to navigate, Mark. Instead of arguing over the, the clicks, let them stay clicks, but know when to use those clicks. I think most, most of us human beings, um, especially African Americans, we know how to raise our children. We get it. There's just a few of us who let our children run around in the damn streets. But, but, but no one can claim victory because right now, England, what's happening in England, every Every year, Mark, when the G20 meet, they're meeting about how to keep blacks on the bottom and to keep exploiting Africa. So I don't give a damn how many black people think they made it. You got people sitting around at a meeting discussing growing their countries at the expense of you and the country, the continent you come from. So whoever think they made it that's black, your butt getting exploited just like the rest of us. So we in this thing together when you got the G20 getting ready to meet and they want to now get more electric cars. Where do you think the lithium and the, and the, and the minerals are kind of come from, cobalt, to get more electric cars? It's going to come from black children in Congo. And so we sitting here going along with saving the planet by hurting and killing little black children in Congo going in the mine. So whenever I hear black people say that we more education is the key, you get PhD every black person. You still got this group that meets every year and discuss keeping uh, on the mind. I know, but most people don't know what the G20 is. Now, do you think that the, the bourgeois class... The educated Negroes, the wealthy Negroes, do they have responsibility to help the lower class, the lower income African Americans, so we can stop this crime in our little neighborhoods here? Sure, but in their defense, in their defense, when you look at our community, think about President Obama when he won in 08. Where the hell do you start helping black people? Where do you begin, Mark? Where would you start? Because wherever you start at, it's so much uncertainty in our community, instability. You'll start with this child, and that child get gunned down next week. Now you put all your energy into preparing to help this child. He just got murdered. He just got killed. You, you put all your energy. So what we do, and our whole focus is, we got to know that we got to align. First, we got to do our inventory so we know who's going to work on X, Y, and Z, and what neighborhoods they're going to work on at the end. In every zip code, Mark, we got Michael Jordan. But ain't nobody took time out to go and find the Michael Jordan so we can put them in the game. What happens is you got organizations, you got access to some funder, they get the money, they go in there, they prom- make, sell work tickets, they promise that they're going to do X, Y, and Z, 
that funding runs out in 18 months. So the minute they get stable, the money going now it goes back down. And every person they talk to saying, y'all full of SHIT. I ain't talking to none of y'all no more. So you got this volatility in our community and it's constantly for self-perpetuating because of our the system and the structure that's working uh, against us. Where the slave master and his overseers taught us to trust each other during slavery and we're still, we're still dealing with it to this very day. Don't get me started. But, oh, let me, okay, let me do this real quick. Willie Lynch, that's I, your book. Yeah, man. Willie Lynch, it's out there. <laughs> uh, first, thank you for being my guest on 400 Plus, Mr. Cyron Smith. You can end the podcast. Please end the podcast with a little hope and inspiration because I'm giving up on your people. You say you ain't, but I'm giving up, man. Man, listen, the, the, the hope and aspiration is this. Despite global attacks, global attacks, we still here. We still got people paying to come see us in sports arenas and, and, and concert halls. We got people playing our music on commercials. We got people marrying our spouses, our, our, our women. So we can't drink the Kool-Aid that is all gloom and doom for us. The fact of the matter is we are a very strong contributor in the world and we got to stick our chest out and walk in that and follow this, this concept we talked about, which is based on your seven daily living habits, how we align and synchronize. So that's what I say. And you know, I always want people to call me, Mark, if I can get my number out. So uh, please, everyone, what I just spoke with Mark about, there's so much more. So give me a call at every code 312-405-8844. That's 312-405-8844. And I promise you, everything that I'm going to talk to you about, if you call me, is going to be SEC, simple, easy, and convenient. Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, all black, all news, all you.